Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Shea butter and popcorn, the final season. Let's get it. Saishu season no shea butter to popcorn. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn. With Taj and Chels, Season 5, Episode 14. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. This is where real life and cinema intersect. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels. I'm a singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And it's your girl Tajiana, a.k.a. Taj, also actor, director, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Welcome, or welcome back to the show. This is the final installment of Decade Duty. Yes! Oh my gosh, y'all! We're going to be talking about movies from the 2010s. And recapping the best of Shea Butter Part 1, okay? But first we're going to talk about movies from 2010s, and then Taj is going to share hers, and then I'll share some of my best of Shea Butter, and she's going to share hers, and I'm so excited to do this ping-pong back and forth. We're going to have so much fun. Woo, 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 woo. I'm so excited. So, first up for me is Easy A 2010, directed by Will Gluck, available to rent on Amazon Prime. So this got an 85% by Rotten Tomatoes and an 84% by Google users. This movie made Emma Stone a star and Gossip Girl and Netflix's You star, Penn Bagley, one to watch. So, prompted by her popular best friend to spill details of her boring weekend, Olive Pendergast, played by Emma Stone, a clean-cut teen, decides to spice things up by telling a little lie about losing her virginity. When the high school busybody, played by Amanda Bynes, overhears the conversation and spreads it all over campus, Olive is suddenly notorious, but for the wrong reasons. No! Oh my gosh. The one-liners. Oh my god. Stay excellent. And, like, just the woodchucks and him being like, ar, 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 ar. that video oh, was no. everywhere. It's so funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, my God. Her bustiers and the A's and, like, you know, her parents. Stanley Tucci. It's so T, 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 T. I'm thinking of a word. What is it? It's so funny. Just there's so much stuff in this film and talks about friendships, true friendships, true blue ones, and then, like, Maybe fake ones, not going to give it away, but you have to definitely check that out if you haven't seen it. This movie is so, so funny because just the stuff she gets herself into. Thomas Hayden Church is also in it. That's her teacher who she loves. Lisa Kudrow is her other teacher. And, you know, it's like her the guy she likes is just like, hey, screw all these people, Olive. And she's like, haven't you heard? I already did. <laughs> this lie that just like gets her into so many shenanigans and you know the domino effect it's hilarious um cam gigante is also in this um so so funny um ali from ali and aj is in this movie that plays her best friend so please watch easy a i love this film um it's on cable a lot too it comes on tv a lot so you know ntv vh1 stuff like that Next up for me is Logan, 2019, directed by James Mangold, 
available to stream on Hulu. And James did Walk the Line, which I love, one of my favorites. So this got a 93% by Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% rating by Google users who enjoyed it. So this movie is slick. It's sleek. It's action-packed. It has great heart. As we say, sayonara to Wolverine. Wolverine! So in the near future, a weary Logan, played by Hugh Jackman, cares for an ailing Professor X, played by Patrick Stewart, at a remote outpost on the Mexican border. His plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant, played by Daphne Keene, who is very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the dark forces that want to capture her. What? Dun-dun-dun. Sci-fi, fantasy, blood and guts, violence. This movie is insane. Have you on the edge of your seat. Saw this with my dad. I love Logan. It's a really, really well done film. It has all the high notes and everything you could expect from this film, which is really great. It really elevates the action movie um, genre. Kind of like how the former movie, Easy A, elevates the teen comedy movie because it's, it's smartly written and it's witty. So that's that one. Next up for me is Nocturnal Animals 2016, directed by Tom Ford, the fashion mogul. Yes, and that is why the fits and outfits in this movie are marvelous. And the jewelry. You can stream this on Netflix. Do yourself a favor, watch it, okay? <laughs> 74% rating by Rotten Tomatoes, 78% rating by Google users. This film stars Amy Adams. Oh my gosh, Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal. The monster among them in this movie is a really great actor, Okay, who's from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Yes, I'm dating myself. But honestly, he knows how to be a sadistic psychopath. Aaron Taylor Johnson. My gosh, this British actor. He's so good. He's a monster in this movie, but he's very good. So you have a successful Los Angeles art gallery owner whose idyllic life is, you know, married by the constant traveling of her handsome second husband. While he is away, she is shaken by the arrival of a manuscript written by her first husband, who she has not seen in years. The manuscript tells the story of a teacher who finds a trip with his family turning into a nightmare. His wife and daughter get kidnapped. Oh my God, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you have to watch. So as Susan reads the book, it forces her to examine her past and confront some dark truths. Oh, this movie is a nightmare because you get sucked into the story of the manuscript that she reads and then it's like wait what movie am I watching is this a movie about the girl reading the manuscript or is it a movie about the manuscript what mind blown it's so so good though please watch nocturnal animals it's definitely one of those you watch once and then never again at least that's how I feel I have actually the whole list of movies nocturnal animals <laughs> the pianist it's like I'll watch it but like never again playboy not gonna the, one, the one that we watched, the bleeding nipples. Oh my god, yes. Jeez, the nipple. <laughs> oh gosh. Let there it are snow. Like that. Mm-mm. Let it snow. Not for me. Oh my gosh. So please check that out. Last up for me is Ad Astra 2019, directed by James Gray, available to rent on Apple TV. 83% by Rotten Tomatoes, 69% of Google users enjoyed it. So you have Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones who star in the space exploration along with Liv Tyler and Ruth Negga. This film, it's a bit underwhelming to me. It's it's not bad. It's just, you know, I feel like it was missing the adrenaline of gravity in Apollo 13 um, and missed the, you know, heart in a sense if it wanted to lean more into the sentimental space uh, like Interstellar or The Martian. But still well done. 30 years ago, you have Clifford McBride 
who led a voyage into deep space, but the ship and crew were never heard from again. Now his son, a fearless astronaut, must embark on a daring mission to Neptune, of all places, to uncover the truth about his missing father and a mysterious power surge that threatens the stability of the universe. Ad Astra. It's really big. Um, not just meaning like a big movie that has a huge score, but just a big, uh, masterful, epic sort of, you know, because it's space. Anything with space exploration, it's going to have the whole grandiose extravagant experience um kind of like the whole see it in IMAX you know um but yeah uh that's that one you can check that out I want to know your thoughts because I thought it was a bit underwhelming for me those are my picks for this week Taj let me know what yours are oh yeah those are so good uh so true about the movies that you (laughs) only watch once I think that that's so funny um yeah oh my gosh 2010s y'all there's a range here that we have. Um, gonna start off with a classic, Inception. In Freaky Inception, 2010, starting it off. Um, I love action sci-fi and I feel like this movie is definitely a classic. Um, it is available to watch on Netflix, HBO Max, and available to rent on YouTube. 87% of uh, users on, or sorry, of voters on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics liked it, um, but we got 91% of Google users liking this movie. Um, so if y'all are not familiar with this film, um, this, <laughs> this wonderful, wonderful film, uh, written and directed by the infamous Christopher Nolan, um, who also produced the film with his wife, Emma Thomas. Um, they had a $160 million budget and did 80, $836.8 million at the box office. Amazing. Um, so Dom Cobb, uh, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Love him. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A man, a mess. I'm a stick beside him. I'm a stick beside him. So freaking talented. Um, he is a thief with the rare ability to enter people's dreams and steal their secrets from their subconscious. Ooh. His skill has made him a hot commodity in the world of corporate uh, espionage, but has also cost him everything he loves. Cobb gets a chance at, redemp- at, at redemption when he is offered a seemingly impossible task. Plant an idea in someone's mind. If he succeeds, it will be the perfect crime. But a dangerous enemy anticipates Cobb's every move. Ooh. Um, I feel like this movie is just so dynamic, especially for his cinematography. I think um, that is just what really sells this um, this story. Um, it's definitely, definitely um, widely respected. Um, and I think that this plot in general, I mean, Christopher Nolan is just, I feel like he is an auteur. That's just me in general. Um, I love films. He knows how to really have that whole experience and put yes. you somewhere. Like, obviously, you know, his films he's done, like um, Dunkirk or Memento. Mm-hmm. And, well, Tenet. Oh, my favorite. Tenet didn't really make any sense to me, I guess. It was like Inception. But a lot of people were, didn't like it. I, I wasn't a big fan. But, I mean, see how he elevated the action movie, The Dark Knight. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah. That one was great. The opening, we talked about that for movies with best openings this season. And it's like, I just love, I love, I love what he did. Although Inception, the ending, it didn't make sense. Y'all, y'all watch it, but. Yeah. <laughs> it, I feel like Inception, is just had so much nuance. I do. I just am a fan. I, I think that he, just in general, the way that, you know, you tell stories, especially for this to be, you know, in the year 2010, you're like a decade after the, you know, year 2000, having a very strong sci-fi movie, even just from the movie poster. If you look at the movie poster, just the way that he 
um, writes and directs, but also like collaborates to uh, with his camera team to like, you know, tell a story that is visually appealing. Like, I think all of that, you know, because you're basically, you know, coming off of uh, 2002's completion of Insomnia. Um, and so basically having this whole, you know, treatment about dream stealers based on lucid dreaming, having coming off of that, I mean, you know, him deciding that he needed more experience um, before tackling a production of that magnitude. Um, he showed that um, until, um, you know, when he was working on, you know, Batman stuff and then, you know, came back and, and started, um, you know, working on on this. So I think, you know, it's just he just pays so much attention to detail and just really makes sure that story is strong and just has the visuals to accompany that. So Inception, a classic. Go stream, go watch it. It's interesting too when directors have a relationship with actors because if you think of like uh, his movies, um, Cillian Murphy, who's in Inception, was also in like Dunkirk and Tenet, and it's like we have that relationship, kind of like Leo and Martin Scorsese, just having mm-hmm. that relationship where it's like a director. Where they just get each other. Yeah, where a director gets that actor, and he's like, the director will always call back that actor because it's like, well, that actor knows how to carry the story. That actor knows mm-hmm. how to like under- interpret execute my script. My vision. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Execute my vision the way I want, you know? And it's good to have yeah. that relationship. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Y'all definitely go watch it. Um, speeding speeding up a few years to 2013 after Earth with my faves, <laughs> Will and Jaden Smith. You know, I think it's super sweet to, you know, again, you know, now that Jaden is a little bit older in this this year, be able to, you know, um, opposite your dad, you know, opposite your son. It's a really sweet thing. Um, I think after Earth is definitely me with the sci-fi fantasy post-apocalyptic movies I don't know I I don't know y'all but I'm a big big fan my mom is also a big fan of M. Night Shyamalan um I think I you know am such a fan of the way that he directs movies because um it's just the way that they're told it just keeps you on the edge of your um edge of your seat um so definitely definitely please watch this it's on Hulu um, it's also on Stars and Amazon Prime, if you have those subscriptions, and also on Sling TV. Um, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and also her brother, Kaleeb uh, Pinkett, um, producers on this. Just a family affair. I love it. Um, I believe that it did $243.8 million at the box office with a $130 million budget. Um, so this is a 2013 post-apocalyptic action film Um and also M. Knight also um, co-wrote it as well um, with Gary, I believe, Witta. Um, so it also stars Zoe Kravitz, um, love her. <laughs> so this is, of course, the infamous Will Smith uh, going through something. It's the end, <laughs> it's the end times. Um, and this is man. <laughs> listen, he's insane with this is just his genre. I mean, I feel like typecasting can be a good thing sometimes because yeah. like, you know, it works for him. So, you know, from having all of the, you know, uh, bad boys um, shenanigans, you have that, you know, comedy to Men in Black, where that's getting more into this type of realm. And then all of his, you know, I robot to this movie, I think it's just... It's just great. Um, so 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. They didn't like the movie. <laughs> That's what I was trying not to. I was waiting because I know, I don't even remember too much of the plot of After Earth, but I remember people tore that movie up. They tore and I was it like, up. why? I saw it. 
70% of Google users like this movie. I feel like, I mean, I don't know if it's they're tired of the genre or if they just they just didn't really like how it was told. Um, they thought they were seeing Men in Black 3. That's what it was. Oh, gosh, no. Somebody lied to me. They left me out here to dry. Now, y'all see Jaden on the movie poster. So why would you even think that? Um, these people were forced to leave Earth a millennium ago to establish a new home on the Nova Prime. Now... General Cypher Rage, um, played by Will Smith, heads Nova Prime's most prominent family. Cypher's teenage son, uh, Katai, uh, feels enormous pressure to follow in his father's legendary footsteps, obviously played by uh, Jaden Smith, which strains their relationship. Cypher and Katai set out on a trip to mend their bond, but when their craft crashes on Earth's hostile surface, each must trust the other greatly or perish. I feel like it's a lot of high stakes a lot of action, a lot of drama. And I think this is just so cool that they were able to play father and son in the movie. Um, it's just insane. Um, I think that the way that they shot it and the way that they told the story definitely complemented the action of the film. I guess I can see where people are coming from. Maybe they didn't like, you know, as much, you know, how it was told um, or, you know, didn't feel like it was like, you know, once again, with the repetitive nature um, you know, they think that it's dull. I've read that some people are like, you know, the pacing, you know, type of thing. They didn't really like, like it, you know, it's very unimaginative. Um, and I think because M. Night also the way that the, um, his other movies are, I guess maybe it's like, why would you direct this one? I don't know. Um, I think that we need to stop comparing. I think we just need to let things be standalone, but I think that it's, you know, it's cool. I think it's a nice movie. Um, I guess I'm mostly just a fan of like who's in it and just a fan, whole family affair thing. But definitely go stream it, you know, if you haven't seen it before. You know, just definitely if you just want to watch, you know, Will Smith's filmography and you just want to go through that, you know, here's another one for you after Earth. Um, watch it on Hulu, like I said, or wherever you can um, stream or rent. Uh, with a subscription. So yes, definitely, definitely go watch it um, and read about its controversies, <laughs> its uh, critiques um, on all that, all that type of stuff. But um, lastly, <laughs> you guys are going to hate me, but we're going to go with 2011, backtracking a little bit. Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. <gasps> ah, wait, the documentary. Please tell the story because why did we act like this? Why did we act like this for this movie? No, oh, y'all don't understand. God. I made a YouTube video in Texas about how to say hi to him. And no, you don't understand, okay? Because we were going to get married. Like, this is the one that got away. We were supposed to get married, okay? Y'all don't understand. The one that got away. He is the one that got away. He's and he's so, married now. He's married now. Oh, my God. My sister was working at Justice. I've told y'all stories about my sister working at Justice, right? Back in Texas. And she's like, okay, I got tickets. And we went to go see it in 3D. And I had my Justin Bieber t-shirt. I had just gotten my purple jacket because that is his favorite color is purple. My purple wasn't even my favorite color, okay? I was down bad, okay? <laughs> I was down so bad. Obviously, with my jeans and my purple bracelets and earrings. And, oh, oh my God. I had the candy and the popcorn and the pixie sticks. And I was like, it's an experience. And never say never. It was never. a whole occasion. I Why was, did I go? Oh, I, really to go I, was so, I was in love with this man. Like, I was so in love Girl. with Jeffrey Bieber at that age. It was in. I was like. 
with us. I had the posters. I would listen to his music. I had so oh my gosh! In my room, and I'm like, oh yeah. My world 2.0 was a cultural reset in my mind. All the posters that I would, you know, look at all the time and look lovingly at after school. And I was, I was down bad. I was. We were influenced (laughs) because then why did we just snap out and grow out of that? I had the posters. I would be laying in my bed with my earphones listening to music. Oh my gosh, Bieber fever. God, Bieber fever. What? I I was and I was so adamant about going to go see this film. His hair and when he would shake it in the movie and the the songs and the his story and I was in love with that man. I was like, oh my god, and we're gonna get married and think about passports because he's Canadian. It was a whole you guys, you guys. (laughs) Embarrassing. How embarrassing. What was I on? (laughs) Is it is it crack that you smoke? Like, what? I'm so glad we grew out of that. It's so funny because it just kind of like went away. <laughs> yeah, it just fizzled off once you reached a certain age and then yeah. like, it's grown. Like him watching his artistry from then to now is insane of like yeah. literally watching him grow up. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, every, oh my gosh, uh. the, his hairstyle. I used to be so, oh, all the contests to try to win stuff to go and, oh my God. Stuff to go to his concert or whatever Girl. and- I had to have all of the paraphernalia, all of the albums, the backpack, the pencils, the backpack, the pencils, the t-shirts. I was like, oh my God, I don't know what we're, it was insane. Like we really thought like, yeah, that's, that's, that's my man. I'm going to stick beside him. (laughs) I'm going to stick beside him. Girl, right? No, you know what? Obviously, okay, we're a little dumb. Our frontal lobe is not developed completely. We all know that. But I'm just saying, like, as a teenager, everyone has that one person or that one thing in your teens where you're like, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Fantasy. No, seriously. Everyone has that phase. You gotta go through that phase just like everybody else. (laughs) Yes, it's embarrassing. But it's funny, we can laugh about it now. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Come on now. Hilarious. I can't believe I, that. I cannot with that. You guys, something was really wrong with this, but it, but it's okay because we're healed now. Huh. We need to touch some grass. That's what we need to do. Right. Go outside. <laughs> Go walk. That's like, what? <laughs> what was wrong so, with this? So a, a mess, but we were, it was that age, you know, yeah. it, was, it was that age. So come on, come on out. What were you going to do? Um, no, but this documentary film, um, was definitely, um, just the, the one 2011 had to see it. Um, obviously young singing sensation, Justin Bieber prepares to dazzle the crowd at a sold out show at the Madison square garden. Um, all the fans, all the Bieber fans scream as he takes center stage for a memorable night of music. Concert footage mixes with home videos of Justin playing drums and showcasing his talent. Directed by the lovely John M. Chu, um, this did 99 million at the box office. Um, so much, so many different, um, you know, musicians in the film. Jaden Smith, who I just talked about, yes. Miley Cyrus, Usher, Ludacris, Sean Kingston. Oh my gosh, Boys to Men. Like it's just. Hey, dog, I think it's in there too. Hmm. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was in there too, I think. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Oh my, my goodness, like it's it's just insane how the the documentary of looking at the life of 
this young artist, how much of an effect it had on us. Um, the haters on IMDb gave it a 1.6 out of 10, whatever. Um, <laughs> just also it being at six. Haters. Like, come on up. <laughs> haters, haters gonna hate. <laughs> but then he also had um, 2013, um, he had the Believe um, believe documentary as well. So there's yeah. that also. My I gosh. think that's when I started to phase out a bit. Yeah. Like 2013, 20, but then again, I'm graduating high school. The end of high college, school. It like, definitely yeah. started to, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That was just. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so Please stop. <laughs> you guys, go watch it to relive that era. All the nostalgia. Go on. YouTube. That was like, like your big. Biggest... Amazon Prime, guys. Yeah. Go watch it. It's so cool because at that age, your biggest thing is like trying to get tickets to a concert. Like that was my biggest thing. Like that was that was it. We were so lucky for that to be the only thing that was like <laughs> we we got real life to care about. Now I'm worried about how I'm gonna pay rent. Hello. Before it was, how am I going to see Justin Bieber? I need to see this man. I pressed. Oh my gosh, my mom was so pissed. I need to go in 3D. In 3D. Why did it have to be in 3D? What was wrong with this? Because <laughs> you needed to see him up close. I just remember putting the glasses on and being like, "Yo, what is? Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing now. Oh my gosh." But. <laughs> Totally love it. Nostalgia. It's uh, on Amazon Prime. Also, if you have a Paramount Plus subscription, you can use that or YouTube or Google Play. Um, please, please watch it. Don't listen to the ratings. Just watch it to relive these times. Yes. Um, amazing. But yes, those are my picks for this decade duty segment. All the range, all the range of movies during this time. Love it. Yes. So good. Also, I really want to get into just the best of Shea Butter so far, part one. There's so much to talk about, honestly. Season three. I mean, we had guests, but it was so much fun. Like, some of the stuff we did, like, Quarantine Film Fun or Saved by the Soundtrack was one of my favorites, where music saved the story. Films with spectacular soundtracks, right? It was so, so fun. I love that episode. Guilty Pleasures. (laughs) It was so fun. Movies with the best dialogue, letting the line lead. It was so good. And even in, like, uh, Watcher Swatch as well, movies we want to watch and things we want to switch out. And obviously we talked about Decade Duty today. Y'all know I love Decade Duty. You know, (laughs) hit a lot of those in season four. And melodramas, dramas with a side order of sad, you know, good versus evil tropes. So many, so many. Those are some of my favorites. Taji, what are yours? Oh, man. Can't pick a favorite season, but I I, I could pick a few. Yeah. Season one. You guys, when we had our whole cultural segment, we reviewed Black films, Asian films, Latin films. I loved all of it. It's great. I also, I feel like I just somehow really, really resonated with the uh, season four FUBU special, of course. (laughs) Golden Age of Holly Weird was really fun. Um, And of course, all of the decade duties. You know, I loved the 90s and thousands specifically because that's just one of my favorite eras of fashion, music, movies, all of it. Um, I do believe that our actual first quarantine season um, or um, segments, I, I think like I really loved reviewing all the stuff that I watched during quarantine, catching up on all of the old um, 90s TV. Um, I really, really loved that. Um, and I, I thought that it was great, um, especially the ones where 
um, got to uh, review uh, from that season, uh, I believe season three, um, up and coming actors and filmmakers. Ugh, loved that, loved reviewing my favorites, those who I look up to. Um, it was just great. And lastly, of course, interviewing all our friends. It was really fun. That was so um, much fun. Yeah, to just hear from them and to highlight them is very special. So, yeah. oh my gosh, every episode has has a, a different place in my heart, but those are some of my favorites and uh, just really, really stood out. So, yeah, oh my gosh, you guys remember when we did Summer Movie Mashup? Remember we did Mockumentary? Yeah. Do you remember the time? Do you remember, hello, travel movies and shows, okay? So good. Best dressed blockbusters, character arcs. That was really unique. Fashion. These was so fun because we have all these different themes all the time. So it was yeah. just like, this is what we're talking about today, you know? Historical yeah. dramas, all kind of Shakespeare movies, <laughs> you know? So Shakespeare. We even got into it. We did. We really did. I've had so much fun and just like, obviously season one is like, classic because it was first of its kind it's like okay yeah. well, we're still trying to figure out what we are versus like now and like the last two seasons it's like finding the rhythm finding our feet and yeah know. it's just been so much so much fun and so I mean there's so many things to like highlight and so many things to share you know as yeah. we go out because there's so many things to discover and so many movies we were just talking about the movies out now like the latest bond and house of gucci and venom 2 there's so many things to watch you know and there's so many more things to continue to watch it's like whoa you know it's like wow even when the show ends it's like there's so much cinema to digest Mm -hmm. and take and maybe down the line you guys will like think of the show or think of episodes and be like oh and you can be your own film critic you know and you can yeah definitely gauge a movie you know or what are the tropes about it what's the formula what's the pattern you know yeah examining how well it did you know or maybe not so much right and why you know which is so cool but thank you all so much for listening next week we're going to continue part two of the best of shea butter and we're going to discuss i'm so excited our favorite new holiday movies to check out oh yeah y'all this episode I am so excited for this episode. It'll be very special and unlike any other, as it will be our live series finale. Yes. So oh bittersweet. God. Oh my God. tune in. I knew this day was coming, but it's like, dang. Whew. We so have had so much stuff. But it's been such a great run, though. At the same time, I'm so grateful. I'm really grateful, you know. So follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop, on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn, or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram and at Talk That Taj on Twitter. Yes. Let us know what your favorite episode was or season, yes. you know? Yes, please. Let us know. And what what season you like the most or what episodes out of each season you like the most. Yeah. And what holiday movies do you want to see? Oh, yeah. Come on, y'all. Come on, our lifetime. Yeah. One more again. Our live series finale. Next One more again, y'all. Please. And we'll also be celebrating uh, Taji's birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like season. Same. Super Sonic. All right. <laughs> well, you'll hear from us next week. All right. Peace.